Good morning from Skift. For daily updates in your inbox, subscribe to the Skift Daily Newsletter at skift.com daily. It's Friday, May 26th, 2023, and I'm Skift Editorial Events Producer Jane Alexander, and today I'm joined by Skift's Head of Research, Wader Geertz, and Research Analyst, Sonia Zanpure, to discuss a major milestone in the travel industry's pandemic recovery that Skift Research announced earlier this week, travel has made a complete recovery. Hello, Wouter. Hello, Sonia. Thank you for joining. Hi, Jane. Thanks for having us. Hi, Jane. Thank you for having us. So complete recovery, that's a pretty big statement. Uh, what does this mean? Can you explain this, please? Yeah, sure. Let me let me explain it a little bit. Um, so the Skiff Travel Health Index um, is at its, at its basic, most basic uh, explanation is a index where we collect a lot of data points. We've got 84 different indicators, um, which um, tell us very holistically the health of the travel industry. Um, we've been doing this since the beginning of the pandemic to see how different countries are recovering. Um, and when we work with uh, 22 data partners that provide us with their proprietary data, we also have some additional publicly available data sources that we use. And we look at 22 countries and, and the different travel sectors within them to see how the industry is performing. And we compare all of the current performance with 2019, so before the pandemic. Now, what we've seen recently is that we got really close and finally now in April 2023 went above the 100, uh, which means um, that we got back on a global average back to where we were pre-pandemic. Um, now, that is hiding a little bit, um, sort of the... Um, um, compensation that some countries or some sectors are um, doing because they're performing very strongly for other countries and sectors that are performing a little weaker. And Sonia, my colleague, will be able to explain more about that. But we do have hit this really important milestone of 100, which is very exciting. Yeah. And so, Sonia, what, um, who, are, who are we seeing the most recovery from in terms of regions and sectors, would you say? So we cover hotels, vacation rentals, aviation, and car rentals. Um, so as of April 2023, when we crossed, we went to 101, when we made recovery, um, we've done, I mean, like Wouter mentioned, the three sectors, apart from aviation, have done better than pre-pandemic times. They've crossed 100, which is essentially what made up for aviation, which was at 85. And um, in terms of regions, all of, all of the regions are doing well. Um, Asia Pacific was really the one which was lagging behind. But once um, China reopened, which was really the missing piece, um, Asia Pacific's doing extremely well too. Uh, Latin America has been uh, doing excellent right, uh, right from mid-2021. Um, so it's really all the regions that are doing well. But um, like Wouter mentioned before, uh, it's the global average that cro- that made recovery. We still have a lot of countries. Um, 13 out of 22 countries actually have crossed the 100 mark, which is they've made recovery. But there are still a few that are lagging behind in their 90s. Um, and then we have Hong Kong at 77 and uh, Russia is still behind as well at around 63. 
Um, so there's still a long way to go there. Do you have any thoughts on why uh, Hong Kong, Russia, these regions, and in fact, the aviation sector are still lagging a little behind the rest? So Hong Kong really is dependent so much on China, right? Uh, now that China has reopened and they did make recovery um, in April 2023, but it's largely based on domestic performance, which is doing so much better than what they did pre-pandemic. Uh, so that's really driving performance in China, but that doesn't necessarily, I mean, uh, last month, um, because of the long holiday for Labor Day, it did help a lot of these other countries like um, Thailand, Indonesia, Hong Kong the most, uh, which is why they actually improved to reach 77% recovery. But uh, still, until um, international travel from China actually comes back, uh, it's not going to help Hong Kong much since they are so dependent on travel from China. And uh, Russia, we do see since uh, last year, February last year when it fell a little and then by March uh, performance really dropped in Russia because of the war. Um, but uh, now we do see it picking up, but not as much, which is why they're still at 63% recovery. And how far have we come globally overall? What was our lowest point on the index? So the lowest point was, in fact, uh, interestingly, exactly three years back uh, in April 2020. It was as low as 20. Um, and it has made its way up, uh, way up since then. Like we can see exactly three years later, the global index has made full recovery. Were there particular sectors that kept the industry going in the meantime while everyone was struggling to return? Yes, so um, vacation rentals did extremely well through the pandemic. 21 and 22 were great years for vacation rentals. In fact, they're doing so much better than uh, 2019 numbers. And in terms of, I mean, the only sector that's really lagging behind is aviation. Uh, it's been, the recovery has been slightly slow there. And it's not because we don't see a lot of demand. There is demand. Um, but labor shortages and also in terms of um, aircrafts not being available on the supply side to actually match the pace of the demand has what has been uh, pulling the aviation sector back. Um, we also see prices going up for the aviation sector in most countries. In terms of sector recovery, hotels too made recovery now in April 2023. Um, so all, like I mentioned before, all the sectors are there and aviation has been improving to get to 85, but, uh, still, um, until and unless we figure out a solution for all of these other issues, uh, that's what's keeping recovery back. I think it's also important to add, like, like Sanya already pointed at, is how high pricing is at the moment. And so a lot of the recovery doesn't necessarily come from volumes um, as much as from actual value. So um, the, the, the fact that hotel prices, um, vacation rental prices, car rental prices, airline prices are so much higher now than they were in 2019 means that even with a lower volume, um, we still can get to the same sort of revenue base that we had in 2019. Right. That was a, that was a key tool to moving forward. 
there's been a lot of talk about impending recession uh, in the U.S. and elsewhere. What effect do you think that will have on the recovery or has it already had an effect? Yeah, we, we are seeing, um, especially in some of our other uh, research that we do, uh, we do we do a U.S. traveler survey, for example, every quarter, and we are seeing that it is having some impact. Um, people are worried about the economy. They are seeing that that prices are increasing on on their daily shopping, and so they have less disposable income. Um, and and like I said already, prices in the travel industry are very high at the moment. So people are changing their behavior. Um, a lot of them will change destinations travel more domestically um, or change their their mode of transportation um, or completely cancel their trips. We are seeing a little bit of that happening. I'm not saying that it's completely stalling demand. And as obviously our index is showing, we are still seeing very strong demand. But at the same time, there is some worry about this slowing down. And therefore, keeping track of the index for us is really important because um, while we started this index as a, as a way of showing the recovery from the pandemic. I think it's now really become a tool to just keep, a, keep track of what, in, what sectors and what countries are performing strong and, and which aren't. And as Sanya already mentioned, Russia at the moment is the weakest performing country, of course, because of the war and all the sanctions that came with that. And so it's been really interesting to see how other, beyond the pandemic, other sort of um, um, geopolitical or macro factors are impacting um, the, the performance of the travel industry and how that is impacting countries and sectors, etc. So we will continue to track that um, as we move forward. Yes, because we are in we're, we're in new territory now. We're not back to 2019 levels we have surpassed. So are there any um, indications you're getting from the index about uh, new surprise expectations for the future of travel? Um, I think in terms of, uh, firstly, the recovery was um, not very surprising per se, because Asia Pacific was really the region that was holding global recovery back. And now that China's back, um, we got there, we got the additional push that we needed. Um, in terms of surprises, again, uh, the, the economy, we do see uh, the US slowing down slightly. Um, vacation, the vacation rental sector in the U.S. had been performing really great, um, still is, but uh, we do see them uh, reducing their prices a little bit now. Um, so th there are these uh, little things that might uh, change um, in the future, but uh, for now, we think that uh, until all or most of the regions make a complete recovery, that would really be it. All right. Well, thank you very much, Wouter, Sonia, and we look forward to more insights from the Travel Health Index moving forward. Thank you. Thank you, Jane. To find these stories and more insight into the business of travel, subscribe to the Skift Daily Newsletter at skift.com slash daily.